They're still going to lose, uh, but I think the series is going to be definitely a lot closer. Um, I was I was surprised as anybody. I saw the injury report. Bam was out. Trojic was out. And I was thinking to myself, oh, yeah, the Lakers are about to go up 3-0, and uh, Sean might be right about that sweep. Turns out Sean was wrong as usual, and the Miami Heat found a way to win the game and um, get themselves not quite back into the series, but make it a little bit more competitive. Um, when I saw that final score, I was – I was very surprised um, that they won, but you know what? Kudos to them. They're a, they're a really good team, obviously, making the finals, and um, they they are making a run at the at the championship. Warner sounds a little depressed. Pack haven't even lost yet. I don't know what he sounds so depressed for. Um, my, my pre-series pick before all the injuries happened was Lakers at six, and it was because Miami is so tough. They may be the toughest. They may be the toughest team in the NBA. Their, their, their grittiness. They play with a lot of energy and effort. And when they shoot the three ball well, it's, it's very tough to beat this Miami Heat team. On any given night. With that being said, the series is still over, okay, my dad? Not a sweep. A gentleman sweep. Not a gentleman sweep. Six games at the most. This series is over still. I did not lose a grain of confidence last night. The Lakers could not find a way to not turn the ball over last night. Anthony Davis had only 15 points. He was in that much foul trouble at the start of the game. All these things are not what we're accustomed to when we look at the Los Angeles Lakers, okay? My Lakers are still fine at the most six games because is not scoring only 15 points. And we're not turning the ball. We had 10 turnovers in the first half, 14 at halftime, okay? This series is still over because is not going to play that awful. And actually, that might have just cost them finals MVP. That might have just cost them that. 15 points at a game three where if you win the game, the series is literally over. No team in NBA history has ever come back from 3-0 in an NBA finals 
let alone a, 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 a regular season, I'm not mistaken. The series is over. Lakers in five, six at the most. Great game by Jimmy Butler, obviously. Miami played, played their butts off last night. But the series is over. Let, let's stop the nonsense. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a closer series. Um, probably go to five, six, seven games. But um, Miami's not going to win this series. Um, unless Bam just comes back. Sorry, did you just say seven? I said it could go to seven, yeah. It's too early to be doing drugs, Warner. It's too early in the morning to be on crack, okay? Or whatever drugs or, or non-release test products you have. It's too early in the morning for that. Okay, gosh, I need to go out on the call, eat breakfast, where are you at? Come on now. I'm, I'm, I am not on any drugs right now, Sean. I'm, I'm just confident in my picks. Just, just and, a little um, about you. Also, you didn't say L.A. and 7, so when L.A. wins in 5 or 6 at the most, I'm going to throw it in your face. I'm going to say bow down to the king. Okay. okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm definitely not doing that. I still had LA winning. That would not be my worst pick of my career. All right, what's the next topic? Yeah, so um, Sean, the Browns just scored a 49 piece up on the Cowboys, and uh, won the game by 11. Are you buying in on the Browns now that they've kind of strung some good good performances uh, back to back? Back to back to back. Um, back. It, it feels like it feels like they're on the up and coming in the stock market, and they say somebody's Oh me, man, hold on, hold on. I, I got I got some news. Devonte Adams is gonna be out for tonight against the Falcons. I'm taking my pick. Falcons winning. Are you serious? I'm taking my pick. Lazard is out. Adams is out. That is true. Lazard is out. I'm taking my pick. Falcons. Hold on, wait, where is it? Where, where, where are my notes at? So I make sure Warner doesn't scan me out. Also. We might be able to do a little update
board. And that's really that's really what happened. Now listen, Baker Mayfield is not going to, you know, in, in this offense and the way it looks, he's not gonna have very many games where he throws like four hundred yards or what have you, okay? But he is going to be efficient in the offense. Um and yeah, he's gonna be efficient. But don't 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 get don't get that twisted, okay? He still can light the scoreboard up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give all the credit in the world to Mr. Kevin Stefanski. I've already given him credit with the uh, offense. I want to give him credit for a couple other reasons, right? He has been incredible. Just Odell, we, we, we've kind of talked about this recently. We're like, okay, Cleveland, you gotta get the ball in Odell's hands a little bit more. It's specifically in week two against the Bengals, and last night or yesterday, he found ways to get the ball to Odell Beckham Jr. Three touchdowns, and a lot of them created. It was on a trick play, uh, a trick pass, or Landry would throw through a touchdown to Odell. Then he got a reverse trick play, or whatever. I don't know what to call a trick play or not. He got a reverse for a touchdown late in the fourth quarter to ice the game, okay? And then. Baker threw a great pass to him as well. This Cleveland Browns team offensively is dangerous. And guess what? Kareem, Nick Chubb got hurt yesterday. And they still, they have, they have running backs you never even heard of that are doing their job and are playing well. This Browns team, I'm buying in. This is why I said, hey, look out for Cleveland. Look out, and, and they hit their potential. This Browns team is going to be scary and offensively. They have shown that for the past three games. It's time for the defense to show up. Their edge rush from Garrett and the crew has been good. Denzel Ward has been has been had some timely plays, right? The best, but everybody outside of those two has to step up their game. I'm buying on this Browns team. Yeah, um, I think you you definitely should be all in for the Browns. Um, the Browns are are one of the future premier teams in the league. And, and it's really for this reason. They have a very, very talented roster on the paper. We've all known that. Uh, we said that last year. That's why a lot of people picked them to go to the Super Bowl like idiots. But they should not have picked them to go to the Super Bowl. Um, you did, I, I definitely saw some people saying the Browns are going to go to the Super Bowl. But, um, yeah, no. I think Stefanski's done a great job. And um, – you know, when you have these playmakers and, and then you have Kareem Hunt as your second back, he would he made a Pro Bowl in his receipt in his rookie season. He he was a Pro Bowl running back in his rookie season. The running back position is a loaded position. I mean, you, you can name probably ten to twelve guys who are like good running backs, serviceable run, serviceable running back. You got Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, I mean Raheem Mostert, Nick Chubb, obviously Kareem Hunt. Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, um, Alvin Kamara, Joe Mixon. There's 10 right there. Um, you could say Mark Ingram is a serviceable back. Probably uh, probably even, honestly, James Conner is a serviceable back. Now that they have some receiving threats. Um, quarterback, Katie, I'm the football. I mean, dang. But, but wait, wait, really quickly, Warner. Yeah, go I ahead. I just say this, all right. Maybe there's going to be more of a balance, but when you're, when you're – Melvin Gordon. Yards. I think you're doing a good job. 
Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I, you got to be all in on this Browns team. Um, they scored half a hundred points. I mean, just just think about that. Half of a hundred. Oh, yeah, the Cowboys defense is pitiful. But the Cowboys defense is pitiful, and the Cowboys still scored thirty-eight points. And usually, you think that's enough to win a game, but not when your defense is giving up three hundred seven yards uh, through the ground. Trust me. Yeah. You no. Know, Wait, well, can I ask you a question really quickly? Go ahead. Well, first off, do you think Mike McCarthy was the wrong hiring? And number two, what are your thoughts on Dak? Because I have some thoughts I want to get off my chest on Dak, too. But what are your thoughts on those two? Okay. Right um, I don't really – Mike McCarthy's been an offensive coach, right? Um, he's been an offensive coach his whole career. And right now the offense isn't the problem. The defense is the problem. The offense is playing very, very well. Um, they've gotten a really, really good core of players around Dak. Um and I'll, I'll get to him in a second. Um, but, you know, they've got three, three very, very talented receivers. Um, they've, got, they've got, you know, two serviceable backs, and one of them is a top five back easily, probably to even top three. I think I probably have Zeke as my number three uh, running back. And then um, you've, got a, you've still got a really good offensive line despite the loss of Travis Fed, Frederick, your center, your all-pro center. Um, moving on to Dak, though. <laughs> Um, I think he's like kind of a, a, a Kirk Cousins with more mobility. Um, that like upside game manager, just about franchise quarterback. And it honestly, when I found myself making this comparison, I'm, I, I was asking myself, was this because of the contract or is this because of what I see them play like and what I see on tape? And I came to the conclusion that that's what I see on tape. Um, I mean, Kirk Cousins is, is a solid passer. He's a guy that, that can, can win you a game or two, but he can also lose you a game or two or three or four. Um, doesn't necessarily always show up in the clutch moments, although Dak certainly, um, I think I'd say, is more clutch than Kirk Cousins. And, um, you know, has probably average arm strength, good accuracy, and can, can um, start a drive and end a drive um, and, and, you know, march 80 yards and score a touchdown. Um, I don't think he's necessarily worth thirty-four, forty million dollars a year, um, because there, are, there's probably five guys that I would give that to. I would give that to Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, I'd probably give him more if he wanted it. <laughs> Wait, Warner, it's a Family Guy. Uh, it's a Family Guy episode where Peter just gives a random guy a check, and he says. Here's a check, write your name and fill whatever amount of money you want on it. It's yours. Yeah, um, I'd give it to certainly Russell Wilson. I think I'd give it to Aaron Rodgers. And then I would, I mean, I I, I'm, I probably would give and those it. those like a year, I'll give it to Brady. If it was for a year. For one year, like, I might give it to Brady. Like not long term, but for a year, I'd give it to Brady. And then I might give it to. Lamar, because of the future, i give it to Lamar. Ah, uh, He's your future. It wouldn't be like, you know, 10-year Patrick Mahomes. I, I, think I, I think I might give it to Lamar and Watson as well. But um, that's – Watson. Oh, okay. <laughs> Deshaun really, Watson lost. Really quickly, the best receiver in the game. Really quickly. I don't think I've ever seen – But before I get on my stuff on Dak and, and Michael McCarthy, I don't think I've ever seen, at least in the past decade, a player lose – Another player on their team and their performance drastically declines. Like it goes from like they go from elite top five caliber player at their position to 
are we are they are they even top 10 in that year like seriously that i mean look, let's look at all the other quarterbacks the, the and with the bet upper tier receivers to take the receiver away from Patrick Mahomes take Tyree Killoy. He says Andy Reid and those weapons offensively. Russell Wilson, I mean, well, no, uh, although, the second best receiver. Wait, 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 Hopkins was kind of their whole offense. I mean, true, but like, but, like, but, but still, but still, like, like you take Julio from Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, they're still okay. At least Matt Ryan's still a serviceable, decent, really good quarterback. Depth wise, I mean, yeah, but he has, he has. Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb, and Kenny Stills to throw the ball to. Those, those aren't guys. Those are better weapons than what Aaron Rodgers has. That is true. That is true. That is very, very true. Drew Brees in the past couple of weeks around Michael Thomas hasn't been prime Drew Brees, obviously. He hasn't been in about a couple he of years. He hasn't been prime Drew Brees in like two or three years, though. Right. But he's still been a serviceable quarterback. Who else? Baker Mayfield take Odell. Well, guess what? First year. He, that's actually probably why the Browns had so much hype last year because the way Baker looked in year one without Odell, right? So my point is, I've never seen, at least in the past decade or so, a player, specifically a quarterback, lose their one of their best weapons. I get it. Oh, DeAndre was their number one, was their offense, essentially, right? But I still haven't seen a team or a quarterback specifically lose their weapon, their top weapon, and where you're like, okay, they're elite, top five, bona fide quarterback. And then he's you lose them, you're like, holy crap, are they even top ten? Like, seriously, give me a scenario, and I'll be like, okay, you got me. If you put Carson – or if you put um, Deshaun Watson on that Cowboys team, they're probably undefeated. They're, they're undefeated. They still might have lost to the Browns, but they're probably – yeah, yeah. one or four now. Yeah, yeah. We'll be we'll, we'll be talking about Deshaun. Like, is he a top three quarterback right now? Like, oh my, oh my gosh. Like, hmm. But anyway, back to the Cowboys really quickly, then we can move on. Spend a lot of time on this topic. Um, look, Mike McCarthy. He, do, do you know what strengths and weaknesses are? Like, my God, you have the third best running back. In football, but right now, since every other running back is hurt, you have the best running back in football, and you're you're running, but you're elite running back. Hold on, Warner, if if I I have it. Your your running back only has 12 carries. You're using him more as a wide receiver. He had eight targets in the the receiving game. He caught all all of his eight passes for 71 yards. You're using the best running back. And he's like uh, Christian McCaffrey or Saquon Barkley. You're your best, the best running back right now because everybody else is hurt. And he only has 12 carries against the Browns. He only has 14 on the Seahawks. Here's, what? Here's one thing I would say. Um, when <laughs> when you're losing and the other team is scoring I mean, still. of 50 points in a game on your defense, I, you I mean, can't really run the ball. That's but true. I, I get what you're saying. So, you need to feed Ezekiel Elliott. You got to uh, get him going. They're trying to do what they're trying to do is make Dak worth that money. Dak's gonna be worth that. And money. we talked about that a while ago. We said, "Will this ever be Dak's team?" It was like a couple years ago, like first episode around that time, maybe even a little after. And we both said, "No, the Cowboys are going to be a below-average team." If they're going to look at Dak and say, here, you, you're going to have to win every game for us. And look, Dak, had, statistically, he's looked great, right? Three straight games. Three straight games. That's not everything. 
Right. Three straight games, 450 yards, the past three games, eight touchdowns, three interceptions. But the three interceptions, it's not like, uh, 50-50 ball, uh, the wide receiver, he should have caught that. No. The three interceptions are some of the worst interceptions I've seen in a long time. Against Seattle, right, both of them were in the two-minute drill, by the way. Against Seattle, he threw it, and it's like five, five uh, Seattle defenders in the vicinity of his, of, the, of his intended target, I guess, and he threw it there anyway. The other one's in the two-minute drill. If you're going to be an elite quarterback, you have to perform in the two-minute drill, okay? And then against Cleveland, like, do you not see Denzel Ward right there? And number two, like, what the heck? Why is why are your mistakes in the two-minute drill where it matters most? There's a freaking rookie in Cincinnati, Ohio, by the name of Joe Burrow, okay? And let me tell you something about Joe Burrow, okay? One of the things I'm a hater because they have him top 10. Well, all I'll say was it's been three weeks. Chill. But Joe Burrow, the most impressive thing to me has not been his accuracy, has not been his orange strength, which he's, he's shown it a little bit, still not his greatest talent. It's been the poise and the confidence and the willingness to will his team to a big-time drive in a two-minute drill, which is where it matters most. So, yeah, Dak I'm a little worried about, actually. And the Cowboys, look, every game except for Seattle, they started off slow offensively. That's why you can't run the ball to Warner's credit because, again, they had 24 points in the fourth quarter, 14 in the first quarter, I believe. And then the other two quarters, second and third quarter, they got outscored 34 to zero in the second and third quarter. You're not going to win very many football games when you don't score in the second and third quarter and you get outscored 34 to zero. So those, that's my thoughts on the Cowboys. And uh, let's Warner has any combat to that? I'm ready. We're, we're right, let's, let's move on uh, to the next topic. Who relating uh, to the Browns? Who, are the Browns your most impressive team? in the NFL so far, or um, are you going somewhere else? Dang, we, we spent that much time on that topic. I thought we were on the baseball topic at this point. Um, most impressive team, the Bills. Josh Allen's been incredible all year long. I, I said that yesterday needed to be like, was the game that the Bills defense was going to show up? It, it, it was some. It was timely defense. They played well. Uh, they, they gave up a late touchdown with about a minute to go. So, I mean, yeah, they played well. Actually, the over-under was 53. They got 53 exactly. So, I think what you go you go under, right? If it hits, you go under, right? If it hits, like, exactly what the over-under is, don't you go under? Hmm. So, like, the over-under for the Bills Raiders was 53. They scored 53. Do you go under or do you go over? Like, which one do you – I don't know how that works. I think you go under. I mean, I think you go under. I'll look into. I'll look into because if if it's under, I was right. If it was over, you're right. So honestly, it would just be a loss. I mean, (laughs) well, I'll make sure I go find and make sure it says under. Um, but anyway, I think it's been the Bills. Josh Allen played through an injury earlier in the game. He hurt his wrist on a crazy throw on his part. And really quickly, second in the league in passing yards, only the Dak Prescott is because Dak is throwing the ball 58 times a game. He 
He's second in touchdowns. He's third in QBR. He only has one interception on the year. Josh Allen has been having an MVP caliber, caliber season thus far. And the Bills have been impressive for, for me, really. It's been the offense. And that that shows how good Stephon Diggs is, his impact on this team. And Josh Allen's played incredible all year. Yeah, um, I'm going to go to a different city. I'm going to go south. And I'm going to say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the most impressive team. We saw how Mahomes almost, I mean, on Mahomes-like levels, struggled. Um, now, it wasn't a terrible game. They still won the game in overtime. So it wasn't like he played awful. But Mahomes, relatively speaking, struggled against that Chargers defense. And Tom I tried Hammers, to tell you. You don't want to listen to me, though. I've, I, I, I think the Chargers have a good defense. My pause is Justin Herbert. Now, he has played well. He has shown some flaws that you you saw on tape in his college days, but he has overarchingly played well. And then Derwin James always being hurt. That's that's really my main concerns with that team. Um, so, you know, Brady throws five touchdowns. The offensive line held up pretty well against that pass rush. Um, they were missing Chris Godwin as well. So the, you're missing your second best receiver, arguably a top ten guy, and you still throw for five touchdowns over the air, in the air. And win 38-31. Um, yeah, I think it was just a really, really good showing by by uh, Tom Brady. And, you know, there was po- there was a cause for concern – or there was a little bit of concern um, after week one. You know, they're not getting Mike Evans involved. Mike Evans was targeted twice. Had, like, what, one catch for two yards. It was a little touchdown, bubble screen, slant type thing. Um, and – I think they've answered the questions. Um, so I, I think the Bucks are definitely the most uh, impressive team so far in the NFL. Right quick, I just want to comment now. I know we have to keep going. Um, Herbert, besides the mistakes, I thought he's looked spectacular so far in his three games. He showed a lot of poise. And I think my assessment on the Bucks has been fair, especially defensively. Their pass rush is is one of the best, better ones in the NFL. The run defense is elite. They held, a, they held my Chargers to two yards per carry. I mean, two yards average per carry, yeah. And Grant Osaka did go out early with an injury, but still. It's been a running back by committee, and the Bucks credit them did an excellent job at that. And, again, I mean, the pass coverage is my only knock on this defense. Justin Herbert was having to field day. It was just a crazy pass warner. He drops back. He threw off his back foot like 50 yards. Perfect ball placement in stride. I think it was the guidance. It was either guy or to uh, one of our other receivers. But, yeah, that, that, those are just my, my uh, just thoughts on those, on those uh, throws. But, yeah, go ahead, Warner. What's our next topic? I love it. And that throw over the middle of the end of the game. Like Shut up. That's what's shown on tape. When the, when the play breaks down or when his first read's covered up, he kind of panics a little bit. And, Tends to throw wild balls over the middle, so he's got to work on that. But that was a bad throw. Him. That was a bad throw. He's, he's shown he's shown really really good promise. Um, but you know, let's move on. Sean, your Dodgers uh, have to play the red hot Padres, the fired up Padres, the well probably the most fun team to watch right now in the MLB. In the Padres, are the Dodgers on upset watch? If you can call it an upset. Okay, I'm not going to say we're on upset watch, but the Padres win due to the Padres being that good. They're legit, and Clevenger can potentially pitch in this series. And my Dodgers being the Dodgers, um, they could win the series. But look, really quickly, 
I said that <laughs> Fernando Tatis had the stare like LeBron, and then immediately after game three, he sent me a picture. I think it was like a gift or whatever he found. It was like Tatis when they're down four four runs in game two with the LeBron stare. I mean, seriously, man, this 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 Padres team is so fun to watch. I hope it goes five games because I think this is a five game caliber series. It's my it's my most looked forward to series to watch. I don't, I don't think that was proper grammar or whatever. Don't kill me. You, um, you know what I hope. I hope your pitching gets decimated by the Padres. I hope the Padres average seven runs per game. <laughs> I hope I mean, they score 35 we, runs over the we, five games. You have Walker Buehler pitching in game one, Clayton Kershaw pitching in game two, and if it goes like a five though, games. So you, you never know what you're going to get from Kershaw because it's the playoffs. Game game two against the – could we play Brown on the pitched, Brewers? He pitched well in, in the, against the Brewers. Keep in mind they were the last seed. They were the Brewers. Also, in mind, the Reds were the seven seed, just one seed above the Brewers. Correct, and they also lost and got shut out in both games. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm aware. Shut up both Never, games. Even mind. Playoff both Kershaw. Games. It is real. Playoff Kershaw is real. So, uh, like, playoff P? <laughs> You're a hater. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, this is the I, – I would, I would compare him more to, like, a Steph Curry or a James Harden. Has a really or a good pandemic P. Uh, you know, you know who Pandemic P is, right? Pascal Siakam, yeah. <laughs> Pandemic P. <laughs> but all seriousness, man, I'm looking. I'm so much looking forward to this series, even a little bit more than the Rays and the Yankees. I think that's gonna be a spectacular series as well. Maybe a little bit more because I'm a Dodgers fan, and and I said if I wasn't a Dodgers fan, I might be a Padres fan. That's all. So that's all fun there to watch. But I'm looking forward to the series. Dodgers, do not take this Padres team lightly. I am begging you, begging you. This is the year. I need a World Series, okay? Please. The the years as the Dodgers have been dreadful. I, I don't wanna I don't wanna spend another year going home early. Please. That's my comments. Yeah, I, I think the Padres could definitely win this series. Although I think it's gonna go four or five games. There's no way they sweep the Dodgers. Um unless, you know, Walker Bueller plays awful and then playoff Kershaw comes and messes everything up for the Dodgers. And um then they're up to I hate you. Like, like why? Why? I mean, I mean, Bueller. We're not going to sweep them either. That means we have to beat them three straight times. We're not sweeping them. You, I think you guys could get up 2-0 pretty easily, but they could also get up. I, I think, I think it's either going to be one-one or two-zero Dodgers lead after the first two games. If the Dodgers get up 2-0, they're probably going to win the series in four games. Um, I'm just saying, I, I don't think we'll sweep. I don't, I don't think there'll be a sweep. I don't think it will be. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Um, let's kind of switch over to the NBA now, Sean. Um, who would you say, with the NBA season coming to a close, who would you say in the entire NBA is the most underrated player? Real broad topic right here. Yeah, um, this is actually a great topic for debate, actually. Um, I'll, if you asked me a week ago, I might have said something a little different. But shout out to a person. I, I want to get on this show. JJ Reddick. I want to get JJ on the show. Right? He has a show, uh, The Old Man 3, by the way. Go check it out. It was on All the Smoke podcast with uh, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, former NBA players. And he, just, he was just talking about Drew Holiday. I'm like, yeah, Drew Holiday. Hmm. Let me think about that, Drew Holiday. And really quickly, Drew Holiday, again, yeah, he doesn't get enough credit for what he does. He is an elite. By the way, Drew Holiday is the person I'm going with if you haven't figured that out yet. Um, but look, let's Damian Lillard has been regarded as a clutch big time player 
right? Money on the line. I want Damian Lillard on my team, right? Right? Is that, is that accurate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 2017-18. So this is the year that Golden State beat uh beat the Cavs in the, in the finals. This was LeBron's last year in Cleveland, right? Drew Holiday and the Pelicans faced Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. This was Damian Lillard's worst NBA playoffs of his career. And why is that? He was guarded. Drew Holiday is a perimeter defender, and he is a mighty good one at that. Right. He was guarding Drew. He was guarding Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard, 18 and a half points on first off. 18 and a half points. That doesn't matter. I haven't even gotten, gotten to the field goal percentage or what have you from him. But Drew Holiday is holding players, elite players, to 18 and a half points a game. And then you look at the series, right? This is a five time All Star, five time All NBA player, by the way that Drew Holiday is playing this caliber defense on, right? And then in a series, right, game one, six for 23 from Dame, right? Game two, seven of 18 from Dame. Game three, five of 14 from Dame. Game four, seven of 16 from Dame, right? His highest field goal percentage was 43% in game four, and his highest points total was 20 in game three. That's only because he got got eight free throw attempts in game three. And we're and Drew Holiday is kind of very underrated offensively as well. He's a he's averaged in the past three years in New Orleans 19, 19 and six assists last year, twenty one and eight assists in New Orleans last year, and this year nineteen and seven assists. Offensively, he's, he's extremely underrated. He doesn't get enough credit as a playmaker and as a scorer. And then obviously defensively, we know what Drew Holiday is about. Drew Holiday is my most underrated player. If you asked me a week ago, I probably would have said Bradley Beal. And I would have said you were wrong about Bradley Beal because I don't think he's that underrated. He just plays on an awful team. Um, This is the person that I know is the most underrated player in the the league. This person is an NBA veteran. Now, his stats won't flash out at you. His accolades won't necessarily flash flash out at you. But if he comes to give you a high five, you're going to see some sparkles on his fingers. Andre Iguodala is the most underrated player in the league. He, he in his career, has a track record of success. He played, with, he played with some pretty good Philly teams early in his career. Then he, in 2012, he played with the Denver Nuggets, who had 57 wins. Then he went to Golden State, won a few rings with them. And now he goes to Miami, and Miami's in the finals. He is a he is a very very good defender. He is a reliable uh, shooter. Talk about big time moments. Iguodala can make those big time shots. And then um, when when you he, he I mean he can play defense against um, anyone who can defend against LeBron is a very very good defender, right? He 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 is a capable defender against the best in the league. He he will, he will make a big time shot and. He, he's just a, he's a quality player. He's a he's a bench. Uh, he's a guy who can sit on the bench and energize the guys. And um, he is he's the most underrated player in the NBA. I'm sorry. While, while, while my stats slowed up, can you can you say that one more time, please? You said what did you say about LeBron and, and Andre Iguodala? What did you say? I said he's a capable defender against LeBron and anyone who can defend LeBron 
is a good defender. Because LeBron will toast you if you are not a good defender, and you know that. Now, I'm not saying he shut down LeBron. Because I don't anybody know that he, can guard LeBron is a I capable. I don't, I don't know if anybody has actually been able to shut down LeBron in his career, um, except for LeBron himself, Dallas Mavericks. Um, <laughs> or I mean, yeah, or, or was the the Thunder? I I get, I get them two mixed up. I don't know because the blue, probably in the logo. Um, they beat the Thunder. It was the Mavericks. Warner was the Mavericks. Yeah, the Mavericks. Wait, 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 really quickly. This is shutting down LeBron. Forty-four, eight and eight. I'm sorry, that's 24, 8 and 6. 39, 16, and 11. 40, 12, and 8. Yeah, yeah, off game 5, 20, 12, and 8. I know that's game 4. Um, and then 40, 14, and 11, and 32, 18, and 9. So, yeah, great job stopping LeBron. Great job. Awesome job. All, all he did was average, like, 36 points, 10, and 10. That's all he did in that series. It's irrelevant. It's all about ah. And Andre Godala, for that reason, is the most underrated player in the NBA. We're holding somebody to 36, 8, no, and 8. No, 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 no. Come on. You know you know that. <sighs> That's hilarious. All right, next topic. So, Warner, there's been a couple of game postponements and game cancellations in the NFL. The Saints, I mean, the Steelers and the Titans uh, were canceled because the Titans had 16 members of the roster, eight players and eight person or staff members. Tested positive for COVID-19. And Cam Newton and the Patriots and another quarterback, we his name from the uh, Chiefs, not Patrick Mahomes, um, tested positive as well. Their game is going to push back to tonight at 7.05 on CBS. This going to be a weird game like on CBS, Monday night, 7.05. Um, Warner, are you concerned about the NFL um, COVID-19 outbreak? What are your thoughts? Are you concerned about that? I very much so am. I said at the beginning of the year, I said before the season started, we're probably going to get to week 10, week 11, week 12, and we're going to have to shut down the season for at least time, if not um, indefinitely, just because of the amount of players, coaches, trainers, staff, and and everybody who has to be um, involved in the team, plus all their families and whoever the families might see, whether it's the kids in school, um, the, the spouse at, at work, what, whatever it is, you're, you're going to see cases crop up. And, and when you start having to postpone games and suspend games, when, when ESPN fantasy has to have a, has, a, has to have a COVID notice, then, you know, it's getting to be a big thing. If it's going to mess with your fantasy season, <laughs> um, you know, in, in some leagues, if everybody puts $5 in, uh, you can win a good, good amount of money. You can win um 70 bucks to 100 bucks um in that so i i would i would say that um it's a very very big deal and i still don't think the nfl season is going to finish which is a shame because i think the packers have a have a very very legitimate shot at the super bowl now i'm sure sean and warren are glad because the Chargers and the mongols aren't going anywhere soon but um Oh, I think needed. The Bengals really, the Bungles really. Come on, that's disrespectful. Really quickly, shout out to Warner. I had, Warner, I had to cover the Bengals game yesterday. And let me tell you something. Cincinnati, the Bengals have some of the most underrated, most passionate fans. And if it was for Zach Taylor, I'm gonna get on him at NFL Weekly tomorrow. I'm pushing it to tomorrow because there was a couple of games pushed back or what have you. But man, oh man, they should be three and one if it wasn't for a Mr. Zach Taylor, right? I blame the Chargers game on him. 
partially, and I blame the Eagles game on him partially as well. Yeah, they, they should be three and one right now. But anyway, yeah, um, I'm also concerned. We were both very skeptical about the season happening um, or finishing. We, we knew it was going to start. It's the end of freaking L, okay? Like, only, only somebody who's never watched football a day in the life. Patrick Adele sees dollar signs in his eyes. All right, I mean, like, that, that, that's all he sees. Like, he doesn't see anything else. Actually, no, he has, he has th- this corner part of his eye right here that is able to see stuff that isn't money. Besides that, everything else is dollar signs. He's like, oh, oh my God, I can't see. The money is, is so blinding. I can't see. I'm just going to go count my, 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 my racks in, in my drawer right quick. The NFL, I am, I'm going to be beyond shocked if they finish the season. That's very unfortunate. I think the NFL has had a great start to the year. It's been a bunch of really exciting games. It's a couple of teams that really could capitalize on this year. And my, my heart goes for Cam Newton. He's played spectacular. We had a level of skepticism about this team. That's why we ranked them offensively like 21st, I believe, because we were both skeptical about this offense. We were like, okay, what Cam are we getting? And this year, we've gotten glimpses of MVP Cam. He will, he'll never be that guy again. But offensively, he showed he can win games with his arm. Hence, case in point, Seattle, he kept them in that game. And then he's also shown that he can still run the ball 15 daggone times against the Dolphins. So my, my, I, can't, my, I really feel bad for Cam Newton right now. Yeah, um, and let, let's go on to our last topic of the day. Um, MLB, the American League Division Series, the National League Division Series, are starting today. Um, we've got the Rays and the Yankees, the Astros and the A's in the American League, two interdivision kind of rivalries. And then we have more interdivision rivalries in the Dodgers and the Padres and the Braves and Marlins. Now, Sean, keep in mind the Marlins have never lost the playoff series. Shut up. Shut up. Just, oh, my God. Um, but, I mean, I, I think the MLB is taking the word divisional, taking that word way too literally. Like they're, <laughs> like, they're all divisional rivalries. Like, they're taking the word out of context here. That doesn't mean you face a team in your division for, to advance to the, to the uh, league pennant. But um, let's start with the Astros and the A's. I got the A's in five games. I'm really concerned about the Astros pitching. The Oakland A's can string together a couple of bats. I think they'll be pivotal for them. Um, I picked the Yankees to win the series, to actually go to the World Series. But the, the Rays, man, they have the best rotation left in the postseason right now. With, I mean, with, with Blake Snell, Tyler Glasnow, Charlie Morton, three Cy Young caliber pitchers right there. So I'm going to stick with my pick with the Yankees. But if the, if the Rays win the series, I will not be surprised whatsoever. Uh, so I got the A's. I'm going to say the A's in five. I got the Yankees in five as well. These are all going to be really good series, by the way. And then in the NL, I got the Dodgers and the Padres. Dodgers in five. LA, come on, win the series, and then Braves, Marlins, Braves in four, okay? The Marlins streak will end this week. Braves in four. The Marlins streak will not end. I got the Marlins in five just because, um, you know what, my picks have already gone down the drain. Might as well stick with the Marlins. Um, Now, I want to just bring your attention to something. There were four teams that – made the playoffs from the NL Central. 
now there are zero teams that are still in the playoffs from the NL Central. Um, so if that says anything about anything, um, then uh, take that how you will. Go Reds. Um, I've got the I've got both the underdogs in the NL. I've got the uh, Marlins and the Padres just because I can't stand Goodbye. the Dodgers. Why Goodbye. are they so good for so long? It's the big market privilege. Goodbye. In the Goodbye. Um, <laughs> um, in the ALDS, I've got the Yankees, and I've, I'm going to stick with the Astros uh, just because um, <laughs> just because I want to see the Astros kind of smack everybody up. And I, I think I had the Twins making the World Series at first, and the Astros beat the Twins, so why not? At the Astros uh, preseason preseason picks, I think I had the Braves and the Twins. I'm pretty sure you had the Astros. I, you did not have the Twins. I, I'm pretty sure I had the Twins uh, pre preseason picks when we went on uh, when we had the show with Brad's problems. Go check that out on YouTube, by the way, everybody. I'm I, I highly I highly doubt that, but whatever. You're you're just a hater. Like, come on out. So I've got the uh, Astros. You're just a hater rooting against my Dodgers. For Astros, no reason. the Yankees, the Padres, all and LA teams Marlins. win the finals. Win Marlins the are going to win the World Series. They're going to sweep whoever they play in the uh, AL, just because the Marlins are the definition of greatness. Thank you for watching Sports Headlines. The most the awesome. L wait really quickly. Every LA teams win the championship this year. Lakers, Dodgers. That's just a record. I can see the Lakers, yeah, Chargers. and maybe even the Dodgers, but NFL, come on now. What about the LA Galaxy? Aren't aren't they a soccer team? I don't know. We don't. It, we don't it know. might not be the Chargers. It could be the Rams. It could be the Rams. It's not going to be the Rams. I quit. Thank you for watching Sports Headlines, the most authentic place in sports. This episode is always brought to you by Crossover Media. Go check them out on Twitter and Instagram. It's also presented by Podco. Thank you for them sponsoring today's episode. NFL Weekly is back tomorrow. SH is back tomorrow, as always. Thank you for watching the most authentic place in sports. We'll see you guys tomorrow. See us tomorrow three times. Yay!